0: Five, six, five, four, three, two, one, 0. all engines running commit flip
1: off hey good afternoon welcome to SWAT radio if you're new to SWAT radio SWAT stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and our mission is to equip and encourage men to live out the truths found in Scripture. And we do that through weekly Bible studies that take place throughout Northeast Florida. We also do that through this live radio broadcast and through the SWAT Radio app, where you can listen and share the podcast. This is Brad Sykes. I am usually sitting alongside my good friend and co-host, Doug McCary. But today, I have a guest joining me by phone that is near and dear to me. And for those who have listened to SWAT Radio over the years, most of you have come to expect a Thursday interview at least once a week. Doug and I have the opportunity to interview men from around the country who are having an impact for the kingdom through the ministries that God has entrusted to them. Some are preachers, some are teachers, some are authors, some are missionaries, some are simply faithful men who are having an impact right where God has planted them. My guest today has one of the most unique ministries that i am aware of like the psalmist said as iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens another my guest today is one of those men that god has used to sharpen not only me but hundreds if not thousands of others as a matter of fact in the summer of 1981 uh, this man invited me to a ministry event at tully stadium in houston texas uh, put on by first baptist church of houston And by the way, I had no idea what I was going to that night, but uh, since this guy was dating my sister, I agreed to go, and as the music played and a gospel message was shared that night, God, uh, in his sovereignty, gave me ears to hear the gospel for the first time. God also gave me a new heart that responded to the call to follow Christ. That one invitation over 40 years ago dramatically changed uh, the course of my life and I am so grateful for that. Many of you who tune into SWAT Radio or come to the SWAT Bible Studies are familiar with my testimony, but today you're going to hear from the guy who not only invited me to hear a gospel message, he also invested in me early on. My guest today is none other than my brother-in-law, Tim McKenzie. Tim, welcome, brother.
2: Hey, Brad. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. Let me give a Let me give our listeners just a little uh, brief, kind of, you know, kind of what you're up to. Tim is the president and founder of On Every Word, a nonprofit ministry that seeks to inspire the love, value, and practice of abiding in God's Word, both by example and instruction. In his multimedia presentations, Tim takes you on a worshipful scriptural journey that comes from the heart. And touches the soul. Tim and his wife Suzanne, aka my sister, <laughs> has been. Is it forty-one years, Tim? I'm just trying to do the math. Yeah, forty-one yeah, years. That's it. And they have uh, they have three children, six grandchildren. Is that that's correct? I, I should know those things, yes, right? That's right. <laughs> and, and they they make their home in in Sugar Land, Texas. And uh, I know many people who may be listening. All over the country. Where is Sugar Land, Texas, just outside of Houston? But uh, Tim, how about that for an intro?
2: Oh, that's great. I'm, Taking me back way back to 1981. I remember. I remember that night uh, very vividly.
1: Well, maybe not as good as I remember it. But uh, you know, I was just thinking I may need Steve to bring some oxygen after that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and listen, Tim, the reason I gave that intro is because I thought if I just immediately told people right up front, this is going to be my brother-in-law, who's going to be my guest today, they may not have heard me out. But uh, welcome back to SWAT, man. It's been a long time.
2: It has been a while. It's good to be back. Thank you for having me on the program.
1: Oh, man, my pleasure. I, uh, By the way, I'm going to probably mention uh, your website multiple times in fact, um, I ran into Doug this morning, and he was just like he—he's probably listening in. But uh, you know, he and I were talking a while back. I don't know if you remember—you've been on at least once, maybe a couple of times in the past. But uh, your the website for On Every Word is, by the way, I'll let you kind of tee that one up. But that's one of the best ministry websites I've ever seen. So. Uh, you know, if you're if you're not familiar with Tim's ministry, On Every Word, go to oneveryword.com. It is amazing.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you.
1: I know you didn't build that, so somebody else had to build it.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's a blessing to be able to have the ministry and to be able to have some tools out there that can help encourage people along their journey. appreciate that
1: well listen i I am so excited that you're back in i I initially wasn't gonna take any calls today and so I, uh, I I kind of told Steve hey, we may take a call or two but uh i I did send out a family text there before we uh, went on the air just to say hey you know i've I've got Tim on the on the air today so hey we may get a whole slew of calls who knows I hope you're ready.
2: Okay, we'll see. You may have to help me field some of them if they're from family.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you you never know what may take place on a live radio broadcast, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tim, so we've got a number of of stations. WMOX 1010 in Meridian, Mississippi is new. They're a new station we picked up there. WMER 1390 AM in Meridian. Uh, We've got uh, WPMH 1010. 1270 93.1 FM, 101. FM, 96.9 FM. And then of course in the local area. So those are in Meridian, Mississippi, Virginia Beach, West anyway, up in that area. And then uh, we've got three stations here in Jacksonville, uh, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia, who I believe are tuning in. And and Tim, you've you've been on before, but uh, you know, so oftentimes when Doug and I have a guest, boy, there are times I just want to just zip it up and let you run with it. But I want people to hear kind of about, you know, on every word, I want them to get to know Tim, the Tim I know. And I know we probably don't have a long enough broadcast for that. But can you just uh, talk about on every word, what it is, uh, and then how that came about, if you don't mind. And then I'll I'll cut you short here in a few minutes because we'll take our first break.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy to. Well, I mean, uh, probably anybody that's listening in right now are going probably saying Tim McKenzie. I've never heard of this person, and you know what? That kind of makes me happy. Um, that's the reason it isn't named Tim McKenzie Ministry <laughs> or something. It's called it's called On Every Word, and and uh, and I'm just a regular goofy guy who's you know, made a lot of mistakes in his life. And by the grace of God, I'm I'm still walking with the Lord and still married to the same woman and have a, an amazing family and, you know, grandchildren and children and just uh, very thankful about that. But, you know, I don't say that to discount myself as much as to say, you know, many years ago, God got a, God got a hold of my heart like he did yours and opened my eyes to the beauty of his son and drew me to himself and and, you know, after that happened, I'm sitting around, I'm, I don't know anything about the Bible, and, and I start trying to look at it, and I understand some of it, and some of it I don't. And then, you know, I, I, I go to this men's barbecue thing one night at the church, and some guy gets up in a bathrobe, look, like a disciple-looking kind of guy, he's up with a, a robe on, no introduction, got a beard, sandals, long hair, and he just starts quoting the Bible. That's all—he's not teaching or preaching, he's just quoting the Bible. And and I don't know the Bible well enough at that time to realize, but he's, he's actually skipping around a little bit. He's not just quoting straight through a book. Mm-hmm. And yet there seems to be this amazing unity in his message. And, and, you know, after I heard that, I tracked the guy down and found out his story and just was captivated by just the power of God's Word all by itself— and it was that man that kind of initially had an impact on my life in this regard, and 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 encouraged me to study and dive into and love the Word of God and the Author of the Word of God, and uh, and and then uh, start memorizing. And so I started doing that, and uh, way back in the '80s. And as I began to study and teach, I found it's so true. I mean, we've got 40 different writers of Scripture, but only one author, and there's such an incredible, amazing, powerful unity to the Word of God itself. And so I started, I started doing these, for lack of a better word, uh, these spoken word presentations, which you were there at the beginning where we would, you know, go around together and haul all this equipment and show some slides while we were, you know, while I was speaking. And 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 we called this ministry on every word because man doesn't live by bread alone but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God and and so i wanted that to be the focus of the ministry i wanted it to be that when i went somewhere and they heard me proclaim the word and only the word that they didn't leave that day or that night saying wow tim's this amazing person you know he's incredible you know blah 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 yeah i do my best i i try to speak the Word with passion and emotion and uh, inflection, and, you know, I try, to, I try to make it real and from my heart because it is. It's alive. And, mm-hmm. But at the end of it, I want them to walk away with the, with, the, with saying, I just didn't quite fully get how powerful yeah. the Word of God Amen. is all by itself.
1: Amen. Amen. We're going to take a, uh, our first break, Tim, but when we return, I want to pick up where you left off because I do want to kind of go back. We can reminisce a little bit here and there. You know, talk about our trips through Whataburger and McDonald's. You know, we, we'd pull off the freeway to, you know, on our, on our way to wherever we were going, and we had to get McDonald's and Whataburger. We couldn't get it all in one spot. So we're so glad you have joined us. SWAT Radio, as I said, is a live broadcast. We often take calls, but for the sake of time, we're going to limit calls today. I, I guess I may make an exception for a couple of people who want, may want to call in. But feel free to email your questions or comments for either me or Tim. You can send that to brad at swatradio.com. That's brad at swatradio.com. I'll try to address them on the air. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as we get to know Tim McKenzie.
0: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is (laughs) 1-844-777-7928. at www.astore.com.
1: They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad.
2: stood on this stage night after night reminding the bro
1: Hey folks, welcome back to SWAT Radio Brad Sykes sitting alongside nobody today, but I've got my my brother-in-law, uh, Tim McKenzie joining me today uh, by phone. Tim is the president and founder of On Every Word Ministry and uh Tim, you know, you were going into what we were talking about. I wanted to reminisce a little bit about our Our days back in the 80s. You had to bring that up, right? You had to date us back in the 80s. Tim, are you there?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm here. Can
1: you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Just realize, when you said the 80s, I was like, man, we're getting old.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We just got more miles on our odometer. Amen. You know?
1: Amen. Well, that's the way I look
2: at
1: it, you know. You know, it was interesting. I literally rushed into the uh, studio today after having lunch with uh, three other men. And, I, in fact, I told them, I said, hey, I've got to wrap up and get going. And I, they said, who do, you, who do you have on today? And I said, well, I've actually got my brother-in-law. And you know what, Tim? There's hardly a week that goes by that I'm not able to share with people about your ministry and and what it is and what you're doing and and even how it kind of came about, which uh, uh, you you kind of touched on in the first segment. But you know, just the the power of the word of God spoken by itself. I think we so easily discount that. We you know, in a in a world that is kind of celebrity driven, it's like. I feel like at times we discount the power of the word of God and uh, we feel like, you know, we've got to have all the bells and whistles, the smokes and the mirrors and all the fancy stuff as opposed to trusting that as we proclaim the word of God, that it won't return void. And I'm so thankful. And and I think about what you said, even as we came in today, it's, it's not about Tim McKenzie. Uh, And I was telling these guys at lunch today to, to go on the website, on oneveryword.com, check out that website. It's an impressive website to begin with. But I, I, what I told these guys when, when you first started this back in the 80s, um, you know, there were obviously people who are going to be impressed with the fact that you have retained and memorized so much of the word. Uh, and I always remember you saying, I don't want them to be impressed with me. Um, just impressed with who God is, and I, I feel like I say this often: as we open the Word of God, two things ought to be very evident to us: who we are and who God is, and the vast chasm between the two. And uh, and God's Word does that, right?
2: Yes, yeah, Amen to that. No, so true. And, and so I think what the point, one point you just made, I think that I, I hope all of your listeners are aware of, uh, within themselves. We're talking about me, we're talking about on every word, talking about all that. Okay. That's great. But I want people to realize that when we're around people, we know the power of our words. I mean, mm-hmm. I can say things to you that could hurt you or i want to hurt you and I could try and tear you down or, or, I may say something to encourage you one day, you know, and try and build you up. Uh, my, my words have power and their words have power. But when you talk about the Word of God itself, uh, no matter if you know hundreds of verses or whether your listeners know just a few, when you, when, you, when you either take out the Word of God and you read it out loud, I mean verbally, where people can hear it, or when you, if you have it memorized and you say it to somebody that you're trying to encourage or you're trying to give some counsel to, when you speak the Word of God, it is supernatural. It is unlike a natural word that I can say to you for encouraging, which is good. That's good, but it's not the same. One's a natural word, and the other's a supernatural word. And so, therefore, that's why we stand in awe of the power of God's Word.
1: Amen. Amen. I, I, uh, I, was, I pulled out a Bible, and I don't know if you remember this. It was the Bible you gave me after I came to Christ. And I'm going to just read from what you wrote in the inside cover of that Bible. Uh, which I still have mm. um, it it's it's a treasured possession of mine and I don't worship the bible we don't worship the bible we worship the god of the bible but it says Amen. this and it's uh, I won't date it but it says this but his delight <laughs> his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law he meditates day and night and he'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And then whatever he does, he prosper, prospers. That's Psalm 1, verse 2 and 3. They go on to write, what a great promise. And this is you writing to me. Uh, begin now claiming it and activating it in your life. Let his word rule your heart and mind. Read it. Study it memorize it and love it do as those in Thessalonica and receive the word with great eagerness examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so that's act 17 you go on you say may you be able to say as Solomon did not one word has failed of all his good promises first kings eight fifty six. And then finally, be diligent to present yourself to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed. Handling accurately the word of truth, 2 Timothy 2.15. Now think about that. That Bible that you wrote that in has been recovered twice. And and I, Mm. I, I tell people this all the time. And again, this is not to lift you up. This is not to lift man up. It's the importance that you instilled in me after I surrendered to Christ to don't be a spoon-fed Christian. Get into the Word and study it. I, in fact, interesting at SWAT. In fact, we've we just kicked back off this week. Doug is doing an overview of uh, Acts one through sixteen. He did one through seven this week, and then next week we'll do uh, eight through sixteen. But Acts 17, where, where you wrote that from, this idea that we are to examine the Scriptures daily. We live in a culture, I feel like, Tim, where we're, it's enough just to go to church on Sunday and, and be spoon-fed. And so I'm thankful, I'm so thankful to you uh, and to others who have instilled in me a love for God's Word to really dig into it. Not, not to say that, um, what, you know, to check the box, if you will. Well, I read my Bible. I did my devotion. Uh, I remember Dr. Mac Brunson saying, it doesn't matter how many times you've been through, the, you know, been through the Bible. What matters is how many times the Bible's been through you. And I think the Bible mm-hmm. gets through you so when true. you begin to hide it, as the psalmist said in Psalm 119.11. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, you know, your love for the Word, but your, your love not just to hide it but to proclaim it, is uh is such a key part and i think uh tim you and i spoke this morning as i'm coming uh, leaving one of our swat bible studies and you and i kind of i was just preparing tim for what we were going to talk about today and uh, and you shared with me we were talking about how inundated we are with uh, with information i mean gosh do you remember when we, when we only had three tv stations mm-hmm. you know and uh, today we've got literally thousands of TV stations, uh, podcasts, all this information. And we can listen to so many different things. And we're inundated with data and information. And I was thinking about how the greatest thing we have, and I think we wrestle with what is truth. Yeah, I don't know whether you know CBS is going to give me truth or Fox News is going to give me truth. But you were talking about how there, there is one place we can go to get truth.
2: Amen to that. That is, I mean, I mean, I can, I mean, I'm an observer of people and a culture and, and I think we live in incredibly trying times and maybe every time is trying, but, uh, speaking for myself purpose, you know, personally, when I wake up each day, if I don't remind myself what I know to be true before I get out of the house, then I can be blown around or swayed a lot of different ways. And so, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on that maybe I don't have time to find out all about what's true and what's not true, but I I know that the Word of God is eternally true. It needs no revision. I'm not waiting for the latest update or a new version or something like that to come out. And so every day I have to be in it um, and just, you know, or I'm going to be in a lot of trouble personally. I'm not talking about how you live your life. I'm talking about how I live my life. I, I need the truth, and I'm so thankful that God's pulled it all together into one book, and I don't have to run around the world or run around the internet trying to find it all out. That it's all in one book for me and for you.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, on our on our call this morning, and it, it kind of redirected what I wanted to even talk about today. Is you are sharing with me, and isn't this true that when you're preparing to teach or to do a small group study, or even for me, I do a lot of one-on-one stuff, and as I prepare, as I'm spending time in God's Word, I can't help but share that Word with somebody. It's you, know, you think about all the things you do in life. What are the things you share the most? And and you and I both have probably I, I may have a uh, I may have somewhere between eight. 8,000 pictures of my six grandsons, and I am so excited to share those pictures. And I'm sure my friends are like, okay, enough. <clears throat> it could be a good restaurant. It could be a good movie. It could be a great concert. We, we are eager to share that. And as we spend time in the Word, it, it, for me, it makes me eager to share that. And this morning when I called you just to talk about you know coming on today, you were sharing with me about a study you did you taught out of psalm psalm chapter one which i read briefly just a minute ago and you know yeah. we're going to take a break in a minute for national news but when we come back and i'm not asking you to teach what you taught but in a sense i want you to share because it's one of the things i love to ask people when i meet with them when i know they love the lord is what does god teaching you right now how how is God growing you through his word you know and I was reminded um, I spoke recently to a group who had asked me to come speak after (laughs) the uh, issues we had had with Graham my newest grandson which you obviously know and maybe some of our listeners Mm -hmm. know and uh, I initially I was like gosh I really don't want to to share about that it was kind of fresh you know i didn't really want to talk about it. and i but the one thing i did say is i said knowing and hiding the word of god in me was one of the greatest gifts that i had as we were going through that because i was able to recall and proclaim the promises that god gives us in his word
2: amen to that
1: well when amen. we come back so we're going to take a we're going to take a break here uh, we're glad you joined us uh, all this week. Doug and I have been doing an overview of the, the the first seven chapters of Acts. In fact, on Friday, I'll have my good friend David Gray on with me as we work through Acts chapter 8 together, specifically looking at Philip's meeting with the Ethiopian eunuch. So we we'll hope you'll tune in and call in to be a part of the conversation. But it's an honor to have Tim McKenzie from On Every Word joining me this afternoon. If you have questions for Tim or myself, email me at brad at swatradio.com. We'll be right back. There is good news for the captive,
0: good news for the shame, there is good news for the world who walked away. There
1: is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed, for the good Lord. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. We are glad you've joined us. In fact, I mentioned going out of the The break there that all this week, Doug has been doing an overview of the first seven chapters from the book of Acts. And on Friday, tomorrow, I'm going to have David Gray in with me to work through Acts chapter 8 together. And we're going to look specifically at Philip's meeting with the Ethiopian eunuch. So I I hope you will tune in and call in to be a part of that conversation. Again, it's my honor to have my brother-in-law join me today, Tim McKenzie from On Every Word. And uh, by the way, again, I've mentioned this before, go to oneveryword.com. Tim, give us a quick just overview of that website because I, there's so much on there, and um, it's just such a such a great site.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the first thing I would encourage somebody that had never visited the site or doesn't know anything about On Every Word maybe to do is that when you go there, there's a category you can see called spoken word. There's a button right there on the home page. And I would just click on that, and that really will show you, you know, some of the what, – what a spoken word presentation is like. Um, you know, the, the, the newest one we have is called Jars of Clay. You can click on that and watch it. Uh, you know, there's one called How Great a Love or Freedom or The Weight of Glory. There's, there's several of them. There's even some in different languages, or if you want to see what it looks like to have a live version, you can click on the button that says Live on the Spoken Word page, and you can watch one live. Uh, I think that'd be where I'd start. There's a lot of other resources on there, but I think that's where I'd begin.
1: You know, one of the things, I'm on that website now, and I see So you got Spoken Word, devotionals, abide bookings, anchor points. Anchor points is such a great, um, I wouldn't call it a devotion. I mean, I guess somewhat of a devotion, but that's a weekly uh, text message. Uh, You do that in an email also?
2: No, I just send it on a text. Uh, that's, all, that's, well, the only, that's the way I do it.
1: Tell our listeners what that is and then how they can actually get hooked up with that.
2: Yeah, it, just uh, I hope uh, everybody listening would want to sign up. I mean, it's a free service. I don't sell anything on this via text. I don't ask for any kind of contributions to the ministry. We don't really communicate back and forth. What I do is it was a way to get maybe off of social media just a moment, every Monday morning, the beginning of our week, uh, and I'll send it out at it's 7 a.m. Central. So if you're on, uh, you know, the East Coast time, it may be it comes in at 8. But at the beginning of the Monday morning, I'd send out an um, image with some sort of – usually it's a little bit of a provocative statement. You know, it's trying to get your attention. And uh, it may say something like a few weeks ago, one said, pass the salt, please. And it's supposed to make you think, well, I say that at the table, but why is he texting this to me now, you know? And with every image, it's paired with the text from one or two, maybe three scriptures. And in that case, it says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So it's a a provocative thought meant to encourage you to, to anchor yourself to the Word of God, and maybe that'll just be a verse that can help you for that week, maybe to be the verse of the week where you think about that all week long. So if you want to sign up for that, what you have to do is you have to text the word Anchor Point. Now, when you type it in, a text message, it autocorrect will try and separate those two words. But just keep them together, all one word, Anchor Point, and uh, text it to the number 877-755. Fourteen fifty. So that's eight seven 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 five five one four five zero. You can type stop in there anytime you're tired of receiving these. And I promise you, it's not a marketing uh, gimmick. That's all you're going to get is that text every Monday morning at seven a.m. Central.
1: You well know, I can testify to that. I get it. It is. It is so good. And yes, you're right. It's it's one text a week. You're not asking for anything. Just a great encouragement, and so I really do want to ask, uh, get our listeners to uh, to sign up for that. It's great. Share it with others as well, and uh, and again, go to the website on dot com. If you want to call in today, uh, I said I wasn't going to take calls, but I may I may let a few people call eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Again, if you have any questions or comments, a question for me or a comment or something for Tim, email me at brad at SWATradio.com. And you know, Tim, before we took the break, I, I mentioned that you and I were speaking this morning and and you had just shared with a with a small group, I guess you're teaching, um, from Psalm one. And uh, just in the in the brief time I was in the car, you you were such an encouragement to me. And there was so much that you said regarding those first one or two, maybe three verses that I'd love for you to share with us.
2: Well, yeah, great. I mean, I, I just had an opportunity. We decided this fall in a, in a, in a group of men that I'm, I've been meeting with for – we've all been meeting together for 20 or 25 years now – we just decided, hey, everybody gets to pick off one psalm and teach it. And uh, so this was my week, and, you know, it was only 150 psalms, and, you know, you can only think of about 50 of them that you'd like to teach or that are so personal to you that you can't wait to tell somebody about the experience that you were having when you uh, really clung to the words in this psalm and the psalm. And, you know, I just couldn't make up my mind, and I thought, well, I'll just start with the first. That's the beginning of the Hymnal and the Jewish Hymnal, or whatever it's book number one, Psalm one. And so, we we, I decided to teach that. And something that you said today kind of triggered the thought of um, that's conveyed in this um, in this psalm. And so, if you've never read Psalm one, I would encourage you to read it uh, maybe today sometime because only got six verses, so it's it's pretty easy to read. But what it does is it, it sets out right in the beginning of this hymnal. That there are only two paths that a person can walk on. It's not there's not three, there's not half a dozen. There's only two, and in this, it's the same kind of concept that Jesus painted when he talked about the broad way and the narrow way, or the the man that built his house upon the rock or the sand. There's just there's this concept running throughout of all the scripture of there's only two ways that a person can walk, and it involves on how you choose in life. And if we if we choose the path of the Lord, we choose the path of righteousness, that's what these first three verses talk about, is the, is the person, the man or the woman, who wants to walk with the Lord and um, in Christ Jesus. And so even this is an Old Testament psalm, it still, it still encourages me greatly in my walk, because it says, first, that you notice the psalm begins with the word blessed, it ends with the word perish. And mm-hmm. so right off the bat, I don't want to be the one that perishes, I want to be the one that's blessed. And it tells you a simple little thing that we've been talking about today that really your whole podcast stands for, and that is that if if I want to be that blessed person, if I want to walk in the way of life and the way of the Lord, then I'm going to, in verse two, it says that my, his delight, his or her delight, is in the law, meaning the word or the instruction of the Lord, and in his word or law, instruction he meditates day and night. And there's two little words inside there. You want me to do that before the break? You want me to go yes, ahead and please. tell you about those two words? Please. Okay, yeah. So these two words that you and I were talking about this morning that kind of rocked my world when I finally understood it, and I don't want anybody to be real impressed with me because I don't speak Hebrew and or, or even read it or understand it, but it, um, it you know, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew. And so you know, I've got some Bible apps um, there's a great free one that I download on my phone called the Blue Letter Bible. It's my go-to thing, and you can just pull the verse in with your finger, and all of a sudden this thing pops up, and you can push something down. It says interlinear Bible, and you can look at the Hebrew words. And when you look at the Hebrew words on some things, it's just the same thing as it is in English, and you go, oh, well, not a big deal. But I want you to notice a couple of things here in verses 2 and 3. It says, but his delight is in the word of the Lord. It doesn't say that his duty was in the word of the Lord, that his discipline, that his focus. It, it talks about a delight, it, and that word is literally p- pleasure. And, and we talked about, you and I talked about this morning, Brad, about, man, when we see a big steak coming off the grill and it's hitting our plate and we go, man, we just delight. Or when we stand at the top of a mountain and we look out on this beautiful landscape, and see the sun rising or setting, we just have this delight or this pleasure. When we're hanging out with our grandkids and watching our kids interact with them, and we're all having fun, there's this thing that goes inside our being that makes us just delight with pleasure. And so it really is a convicting statement. Do I come to the Word of the Lord? When I open my Bible, do I open it as a discipline? Do I open it because I need to check the box, and I need to feel like i got this duty to to look at it? Uh, or is it more I can't wait to open this word because it's such a delight hanging out with God and hearing his voice. You know, it, I've always said this, and I don't mean it corny, but like, Brad, if you took a trip and you were gone a long time away from your wife and your wife wrote you a letter, or, which never happens, right, or okay, let's say an email or sent you a text, when you read Vicky's text, you wouldn't hear my voice. You would actually hear her voice reading that text to you Mm. like she was there. And that's what we're supposed to do when we come to the Word of God. When we come to the Word, when we read His, when we read God's Word, we should hear His voice. And so the first thing was just that idea of delight. The second thing was the idea of, and in His law, He meditates day and night. Well, the first thing a normal person would say is go, that's just impossible. Like, who can meditate on something day and night that's not that's right. not going to happen and um and yet when you look at that word you see that throughout the old testament it's translated both as a negative and a positive and when it's translated like we're not very good at the positive so you go tim i can't meditate on god's word day and night i'm just not any good at that i can't do it and then i would say well well brad what about the negative part of this word, which is in Scripture translated plot, devise, murmur? Hmm. So I could say, Tim, when you really get angry about something, is it just like stew inside of you? Or are you just, just kind of thinking about it all day long, and you're, it's just, you're waking up and you're still thinking about it? Like whatever, because it's made you so mad, or you're thinking about how to get even, or doing something like that that, that really you shouldn't be? See, we're good at the negative side of that word in Hebrew, and it's so we're already talented at it, so why don't we just transfer it over to something positive and let the word of the Lord kind of just permeate our being, because we're so in love with it and him that we just uh, let it, uh, you know, percolate through our life during the day, and over and over little thoughts come back about how good he is and what his word means to us, and we just cling to it.
1: Wow. I mean that right there will preach just the idea that again looking back over in a 24-hour period of time how often and how much information we get and so oftentimes yeah we depending on what we're listening to we can stew for a long time over these things we can go to bed you know if you're if you're uh yeah you know you what know, it could be somebody who you know said uh, <laughs> said something to you and you're, you're stewing over it all night and and
2: yeah wow
1: you know or you're still
2: mad about that shot that shot you messed up on 8 on the golf course <laughs> and you're still thinking about it like a day later if I'd only hit a better shot you know what I mean like we can hang on to stuff pretty easily on the negative side so why don't we just do it on the positive side, on God's Word? You know, wow. we, we could do it. We really can. We have the ability.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Tim, as a guy who's been doing, and I say doing, I mean, we're, you're doing what really God calls us to do. Uh, Psalm 119.11 says, I've stored up your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's an obvious benefit to hiding God's Word, to memorizing God's Word. But do you find that when you are... Maybe it's a new presentation you're working on. I can't imagine there's a scripture out there you haven't already memorized. But uh, but do you find that when you're working on something, uh, maybe it is a presentation, Vicky and I are actually memorizing Colossians chapter 3 right now. And we get up in the morning, and she'll say the first, you know, whatever we're through. If it's four or five verses, she'll say it, and then I'll say it, and then she'll say it, and then I'll say it. And what I find myself doing is almost waking up in the middle of the night speaking those words. Are you, do you amen. see that yourself? Yes.
2: Yes. And just so people don't think I'm like a crazy, awesome, unbelievable, holy guy. I mean, my wife would tell you, I'm the biggest goofball that ever walked like it. And she's grateful that I love the Lord and I have his word in my heart because I'd be a bigger goofball if I wasn't. Amen. Amen. So, so, you know, it's, it's, I'm not perfect, and, and you can call her up, I'll give you her number, and you can ask her about me. But I'll tell you what, it, it, having God's Word in my heart, hiding God's Word in my heart, has kept me out of so much trouble. I've been in enough trouble, as it is. He's kept me out of so much trouble, because when you hide the Word in your heart, you, you may not be able to find it again, but the Spirit can. Hmm. If you go, I, I memorized that verse a long time ago. Oh, my goodness, the Spirit of God will bring that Word up to your heart and mind at just the right moment. Where you will know the way to walk, you know the right thing to do. You may not do the right thing, but you'll know it yeah. because you know His Word, yeah. and it's buried inside your heart. It's treasured, is what the Scriptures say. Yeah. Your Word have I treasured in my heart, that I may not sin against you. Yeah. Later on, like on, in that same Psalm, in Psalm eight uh, verse eighteen, Psalm one nineteen eighteen, that's the way I think we should approach the Scriptures. It says, "Open my eyes, that I may behold wonderful things from Your Law." You know, in Scripture. They don't use that word. Behold, that's an old-fashioned word, but you know that's a fancy word in old in, in Scripture because it says stuff like, "Behold, the virgin shall be with child." When you saw that word like "Behold," it was something like your mouth is supposed to hang open, mm. like "Behold," oh, yeah. like an awe, ah, like there will be a virgin with a that's going to have a child, and he's going to be your savior. Oh, yeah, you just gasp in awe. When we come to the word and we just go, "Oh man, another another day." Let me see discipline, duty, ritual, check the box, boring, legalism. You're not looking for something. You're, yeah, you're not really looking for to behold anything wonderful out of God's yeah. law, out of God's word that day. But if you come with that spirit of just God, thank you for giving me another day of life. I took a breath. I woke up from my coma this morning. I was still alive. You've given me another day. Thank you. And here I am. Yeah. Show me something. My, I'm ready. My heart's ready. Oh, I'm going to open your word. I want to hear from you. Amen. Speak to me. Well, now, that's a that's a pretty pretty good way to come to the word.
1: Amen. Well, I don't want to. I want to keep you moving here. So continue Psalm one. Now move from two to verse three. From from verse two to verse three.
2: Okay. Well, when you when you see verse one, where it tells you this is what he doesn't do. He doesn't walk, sit, or stand. Notice the progression? Mm-hmm. He doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. He doesn't stand in the path of sinners. He doesn't sit. There's a progression where I'm just walking where I shouldn't walk. Now I'm standing around, and I'm now I'm sitting down. Mm-hmm. It's This this person that doesn't pursue the Lord is getting his advice, his counsel, from the Internet, from Fox News, from the marketplace, but not from the law of the Lord. And it says, don't do those things. Be the person, in verse 2, that seeks the counsel, that seeks the relationship, the conversation with God and his word. And the outcome is, verse 3, when you do that, this person, this man or woman, will be like a tree that is firmly planted by streams of water. Let's stop there, because, again, I don't speak Hebrew, but when you click on the word planted, the Hebrew word is the word planted or really transplanted. And I don't want to scare anybody off because I I didn't like these forms, parts of speech any more than you did when you were in English class. But if you click on the the part of speech that that word is, it's a passive participle in Hebrew, meaning passive, meaning if I, if I say uh, I hit Brad, um, well, that was an action, you know, like, I did the action. I hit Brad, but this says the tree was planted, meaning the tree didn't plant itself. Somebody else planted it, and so the picture there is that when, as we delight in God's word, as we come to Him, and we and our whole being has pleasure in Him and delight in Him and His word, and we meditate on that word, what God does is He picks us up from some place that may be dry and barren, and He moves us to another place that he plants us literally in this very strategic place by streams of water. So the word planted for me speaks of security, speaks of intention, yes. you know, like God's intention for my life, this great stability that he's put me by these streams of water, so he's providing for me, he's nourishing you and me, He's, and, and the outcome of that is what? this tree isn't going to be dried up and shriveled. It's going to be, look at it, it's like it's flourishing. It, it yields fruit, and its leaf is there, and it's not going to wither. And, you know, when I don't know about you, but, like, when I see a tree, I mean, not only is it a thing of beauty, but if it has, if it's big and grown and healthy and it's got all this, you know, foliage on it, then you can sit under it it's got shade. It's a place of refuge. It's a thing of beauty. And not only is it something we just take a picture of and put in a book or something, but it's, it actually is productive. It's fruitful. And so God speaks to the man and woman that wants to pursue him and delight in him, that, that they will be just like a tree that he's picked up and planted somewhere strategically by these streams of water that's going to be fruitful and that's going to have an impact on other people, including their family. It's, it's a heritage Um, to me in this verse, because it talks about yielding fruit in its season. So there's this impact, there's this legacy. And if we looked at a parallel verse, which we don't have time, but if you went to Jeremiah and you looked at like verses five through seven or eight or something like that, you would see Jeremiah kind of expands on this and says that that in a season of drought, this person's leaves do not wither. And so Throughout all of these seasons of life that we go through where there's hard times and there's good times and there's abundance and there's not, what we see is is that God strategically planted and taking care of us where we, we will not wither away. And, and whatever we do, we prosper. And I don't mean the numbers in your bank account, and I don't think that's what he means either. I think he's talking about his hand of favor is on your life, mm-hmm. his, his hand of abundance and blessings and he's going to put a bunch of good works in front of you, like Ephesians 2.10 says, and you're going to walk in them, and you're not going to get the glory because you dreamed up these good works. They're his good works. He says, Tim, I've given you a purpose. Brad, I've given you a purpose. Walk in it. And you know what? When we walk in it, we're going to feel this, this feeling of fulfillment, right? Because we're 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 not just waking up in the morning and goes man I wonder why I'm here or what am I supposed to do today No 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 You're waking up with this incredible sense of purpose that God's instilled in us and then we just go at it with all our being If, if you've read the rest of the Psalm I won't go through it all but I'll just say it just contrasts other people that don't pursue this path and it, they're called the wicked But I mean you, it's just the it's just two paths and and the wicked aren't so and look at them they're they're weightless they're unprosperous. They're dry. They're like chaff, That where you go up and you throw the you – you rub the wheat together, and you throw it up, and the chaff blows away, and the grain falls down, the kernel of wheat. And that's what their life is like. And, and note, he's not saying what their life is like in this life, because it's just like what Jesus said in the two houses. You know, both houses looked pretty good while they were building it, the one on the sand and the one on the rock, and they may look really impressive, and you may have really thought they were great. But when the storm came, it revealed the foundation of those homes. And so, you know, this to me is the New Testament picture of what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount about the rock or the the sand. And that that all I know is that God provides a way for us to be the blessed person and not to be the one that blows away like chaff. And the choice is ours. We just need to pursue him uh, through his son and the beauty of his word and then cling to that. And he's going to plant us and make us a tree of life that's a blessing to so many people.
1: Well, there's so much there, Tim. And I, I so appreciate, isn't it great how you, something that was fresh on your mind just in the last couple of days you are able to share right here with our audience. And, you know, I'm, I think one of the things that spoke to me is this, this word delight, kind of going back to this, because, it, yeah, there does tend to be this, duty or this you know we we've kind of manufactured it's kind of like going to the gym you know i just i got to do that you know or people think they've got (laughs) to pray or they've got to study the word or they've got to memorize the word or meditate on the word you know but the idea and and you said it well speaking of a a handwritten note from somebody uh, that you and i used to get handwritten notes when we were dating our wives and yeah, when when that uh, when that letter would come in, you'd smell it and look at it. You'd look over every word because of who it was coming from. And do That's we right. do we come to the word with that kind of delight, or do we come to the word because you've always been told to do that? And uh, that just right. spoke to me uh, in, in, a, in a powerful way and the importance of, of really delighting in Him. Goodness, I think of Psalm one Psalm 19, where it says, "The heavens declare the glory of God, the sky above proclaims his handiwork. You know, this this delight in who he is and and how awesome is that that we have his word I just I love it
2: Yes, yes, yes. Amen to all of that.
1: yeah well, you know we we actually you probably picked up on the fact that we didn't we didn't take our final break. I just told Steve. Hey, I did. Let's, let's move through that. that. No, no. I'm, I, I specifically told him <laughs> it, we we've got a couple of minutes, but uh, I want to one one last time give people the website. It's on EveryWord. dot com. Correct. Correct. Okay. And uh, are you speaking? Where are you speaking next? I, I want our listeners. And you can book Tim. You can correct. Am I my speaking out of turn here, Tim? No. I
2: mean. You can. your church can just click on uh, a link to one of those presentations and show it. If they want to show it, there's, there's not any rule against that. And so, you know, but if you want to have me live, there's just nothing, I don't think there's anything quite like, because I've experienced it, and that's what changed my heart toward just opening my eyes, I think, to really the beauty of God's Word was just having the Word spoken over me.
1: Mm.
2: Or just try it. Just try reading a psalm over somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And just blessing them with it, and see their reaction. So, yes, I love to do things live because I, I really like just coming as the word itself. It's easier with the, it's easy with these small presentations that are short, that are five six, seven minutes. To partner with your pastor, so I don't really take over their message. Yeah. I can easily be kind of an add-on. Yeah. So, yes, tell your pastor about me and have him call me. I'd love
1: to to talk to him. Well, Tim, thanks, brother, for joining me. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to SWAT Radio. Uh, That's a wrap for today. We're glad you tuned in. Join us again tomorrow as I have David Gray in studio with me. Until then, advance truth.